What's going on, guys? Gangland, 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 gangland. <laughs> um, it's Jeremy here, and I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to do this every week. So I say, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing this every motherfucking week. Maybe some episodes will be 10 minutes. Maybe some episodes will be two hours. No, that's too long. Two hours is too long. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not going to have them that long. But get, you know what I am going to do, though? Consistency, baby. I don't know what I want to call this podcast, obviously. I haven't, you know, made a, an intro song yet. And um, I'm going to get that, though, at some point. There's going to be, like, a consistent audio thing going on in the beginning. Yes, yes, it's going to be very me. And it's going to be very... It's like, oh, my gosh, you know those, like, corny-ass podcasts where you start it and it's like, what the fuck is this? It's just like, boom, welcome to the blah, 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 blah podcast. And I'm just like, oh, man, eat a dick, you know, eat several dicks, I don't want to hear that stupid shit, anyway, I'm not going to do that, uh, but uh, and I was thinking about what I want to call the podcast, I'm thinking c- confused 20-something year old, making your way through your 20s when you're conf- making my way downtown, faces past, bad, 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 and I'm homebound, anyway, I saw a, a podcast on like the app store called confused 20 somethings and i was like yo they only had like two episodes they don't get to take the name you know i think it was like confused and in your 20s whatever i'm gonna figure out a name for this and i'm gonna take it and if anybody has beef you know catch me outside how about that and i know in internet years that's like a decade ago that reference but you know i'm still ready to square up you know I ain't go, I ain't circle because I'm ready to square up. Anyway, so uh, what's new with me? You you wonder? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't give a fuck about me. I'll tell you though. I'll tell you. You know what I've been up to, uh, and hopefully, me kind of you know talking about this journey will be a little entertaining, or maybe you know I'll, there'll be something you can relate to and just kind of help you maybe get through something. Because I feel like. I don't know. I feel like the 20s is such a crazy time, you know, and there's so much mystery and you don't know where it's going to be. And there's so much dissatisfaction in so many of our lives. And, you know, let, but we're all in this together, you know, like High School Musical, like Troy, T as in Troy, no Gabriella, T as in Ted Bundy. <laughs> oh my God, they're freaking, anyway. I'm getting off track from what I wanted to talk about. I moved across the world. Okay, not the world. I moved uh, across the Pacific Ocean. I live in Australia now because I met the love of my life, Monica Cassandra Maliari Capala. Oh, oh, what a woman, you know, just the perfect, just like I always tell her this and it's true. Like I never had a dream girl like I didn't have in my mind, like, oh, that's my dream girl. But Monica just in every way smashes whatever I would have thought of as my dream girl. You know, it's like so much better than I ever thought was possible. And I'm so lucky. And I'm just, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I know what love is now. Like, I know what it is to to put somebody above yourself. And that's it's beautiful. You know, it really is. It really is beautiful. And, um, you know, it couldn't, uh, well, what better reason to move across the world than for true love. And, uh, you know, I feel like 
I feel like your 20s, though, is like, I fucking, fucking Gary Vee says this stuff all the time, where he's like, try, fail, blah, 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 blah. In art school, they're always saying that, too. They're like, try, fail, you know, it's the time to fail. But I really do feel like, you know, your 20s, that's the time to do crazy shit, fam. That's the time to hit the motherfucking balls to the wall and just wild out and try stuff. Because as life goes on, we're only going to have more responsibilities, right? And then then you get bogged down by stuff and you then you have kids, which is incredible. But you better be ready to have kids. Like, I think people don't understand what that lifestyle is. I mean, obviously, I don't understand either. But I understand that there are certain freedoms I have now certain liberties I can take now in doing things for myself or for Monica or for us that are just not going to be there, you know, when you have a kid. And so it's just, you know, you gotta, you can't rush things, you know, you gotta take that slowly. You gotta take that slowly. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably like one of my homies and friends, cause I'm just posting it on social media and like, nobody knows who I am yet, but you know what, you know what? you know who I am. And you, and you probably know me, but I mean, if, okay, if you don't know, I was, you know, I graduated from uh, Cal Arts, which is an acting school in LA last May. And uh, I was rideshare driving around LA and the Bay for a while. I like, <laughs> once I realized too, that I was going to move to Australia, I told like everybody that I was driving. I was like, yeah, I met the love of my life in Australia and I'm going to go out there and we're going to be together and I'm going to like public YouTube and like, I don't know, like figure it out. (laughs) And guess what? That's exactly what I'm doing, baby. I'm out here in Australia, you know, acclimating to the culture, lots of things to get used to. Like example, the word slurry means slut. I didn't know that. When I think of the word slurry, I think of like sloppy and blurry and like, ah, this person's a mess, but I don't even know if I've ever heard that word before. Um, The middle finger is called your rude finger. That's a lot of fun, huh? There's Australian guys at my work that say, uh, oh, mate, fair dinkum. Oh, yeah, fair dinkum, which I guess means for real. Like, what a fun way to say for real, you know? You go, Aussies. They say things like not here to fuck spiders, which is like, we're not here to waste time. Naughty to fuck spiders, yeah? Oh, that was not the best accent. I'm working on it. I'm working on my Aussie accent. It's hard, but I think I'm slowly getting better, you know, but I'm trying to refine it. They also say stuff like cooked, which I think just means you're like fucked up or like you're done. Oh man, you know, lots of great culture to uh, acclimate to out here. And you know, Australia is like, it's very, it's obviously it's a Western culture nation. So it's like super familiar in ways but also like hella different in other ways. (laughs) And I feel like the biggest thing I've been kind of going through like in the past year is, you know, reconciling the life I thought I was going to live versus the life that I'm actually living. And I think, you know, I don't think I'm wrong in, in assuming that I think a lot of us are kind of going through that, you know, like, I don't even know what I used to think when I was a kid. Like I, I don't think I even realized like what it was to get older and be an adult and like do it, do anything. Like I feel like in, you know, junior high and high school, I was like, oh yeah, you know, you do a four year bachelor's and then you get into a career and then hopefully it's a good one. And then you work that until you're dead and uh, hopefully you had a good life. And like life is so much more complicated than that and so much more beautiful. And I was like, but it's dope. Like there's, it's like, it's just, so there's just so much more to do and there's so much more uncertainty and things are just so much less of a straight line than I realized, 
you know? I Like, I used to think adults had all the answers, and now I realize, like, adults don't have any answers. Like, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, you know? <laughs> there was, like, a, I remember there was like a Gambino interview, like, years ago where he talked about that, where it's, like, everybody just kind of pretends they have the answers because people are just afraid to be, like, I don't know. You know, I don't know where it's all going. I don't know what's happening. But I think, you know, I think it's super empowering to just, like, be like I don't know because to act like you have the answers and that you're certain I think it's limiting you know and in addition to being like fake because obviously you don't you know and then it's like energy to maintain that facade pressure on yourself to like maybe convince yourself that you know what you're doing and you have it figured out and I think it's just you guys like life is just hella easier if you're just like I don't know but I'll figure it out I'm gonna enjoy the ride you know and like uh, when I was in school, I was just thinking so much like, how how do I be a successful actor? How do I get my show going? Blah, 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 blah. And now I spend so much of my time like thinking about ways I can like automate income. I look at a bunch of like stock market stuff and entrepreneur stuff and all this kind of stuff that I just like, like if you told me two years ago that I would spend so much time looking at that shit, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, bruh? I don't care about that shit. <laughs> But here I am, you know, because at the end of the day, like money is like it allows you to do things like it frees you up to in a lot of ways to just do stuff like I'm podcasting right now and I'm having a good time and hopefully like something I say will add value to somebody's life. But like, I'm so tired. Like I worked like nine hours today. I woke up early and then of course I still want to spend time with Monica and the family and like, it's like tough to balance everything. You know, you, you don't realize that when you're younger and like, it's only going to get tougher, you know, like my life right now is probably easier than it's going to be in like a year and two years and three years. Whew, you know, it's crazy thinking about that. And like Monica and I are both kind of like sick of work already, you know, like you just fucking, you're hustling, you're grinding, fucking make a dollar. It's like, oh my God, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a kind of, it's exhausting, you know, being in the rat race. Like I get it. Like I get what people are talking about. Oh, you're in the rat race. And why like people are so, you know, wanting to get out of that, you know, like I understand old people shit now. <laughs> like I understand how like adults are like, you know, like when I was younger, people were like, oh, work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm tired. And like, you know, and like when the internet was starting to get big, you know, or like memes and stuff when I was growing up and like all the, the stuff that like 20 people in their twenties and thirties and stuff would share. I like the jokes. I was like, oh, I don't get that working life, blah, 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 blah. But like, I really, I have such a different perspective on it now. Like, I can't even get into all of it in this podcast. Like, I feel like I got to talk about it in like other podcasts, but I really just think so much differently about the working world and the world in general. And like, it's just all seems like a playground to me and like a game. But like, I mean, obviously there's real stakes. There's real, you know, life being lived and, you know, real loss and pain, and but also real gain and like beauty and you know, you can really, you can really craft an amazing life for yourself if you just really get your mindset right, you know? And it's like, oh man, it's just, it's just crazy how much life has changed in the past couple of years. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And like, I can't even imagine how I'm going to think in like a couple more years from now. But I was listening to this dope podcast and this guy was like, you got to realize change doesn't, is not a given in the sense of like, I mean, obviously every day changes like to an extent, like, you know, there are things that change every day, but in terms of you yourself, like you're just going to stay the same uh, no matter how much time passes 
unless you decide to change. Like, oh, I'm gonna try to be better about that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make this change today to work toward that. Like changes. I mean, it's, yeah, it takes time, but it doesn't depend on time. If that makes sense. Like change, really. Like we can change anytime we decide to want to change and just start working on it and you know being consistent in it, develop those habits, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh. What what a privilege it is to be younger, you know, and not have to worry about stuff. Like adults are always like, ah, you don't know how good you have it. You're so young. You don't have responsibilities. Youth is wasted on the young. But of course, you don't get it because you don't get it. Like you don't, you literally have no context to understand how lucky you are. And like everything is perspective. So I feel like it's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't realize how good I had it because I didn't realize what it felt like to have it harder. And then I feel like you spend your life trying to get back to that kind of like no responsibilities place. Like I saw like a clip of like Diddy on Instagram and he's like, people don't realize you got to get so rich that you can pay other people to do shit for you. So you don't got to do shit. And he's like running around his fucking like nice ass apartment looking thing, like Lux rooms. Like I don't got to do shit. I don't want to do shit. And it's like, yo, you go Diddy. More money, more problems. I don't think he believes it. I think he's happy. I think he doesn't have any problems. (laughs) Except for Cassie. (laughs) Cassie, come back. (laughs) But yeah, I was actually thinking about how like weird it is. How like we all have ideas about the way things should be. Or like could be. And like what what attributes that? Like what, why do we all have such different ideas? Like this is what I think life is going to be. Or what my life should be. And all this stuff like... I mean, I guess it just is is kind of passed down to us, you know, and it makes me wonder, like, do a lot of these adults like not realize how inaccurately they're preparing us for the future or maybe they just haven't learned the things that I feel like I've already learned or maybe it's just that like they have, but they just express it in different ways and manifest it in different ways in their life. Like, it's super confusing, you know, like, I guess making your way through life. And it's like, wow, I feel like we're just so ill prepared, you know, for kind of going through your 20s and just growing up and like making your life. Wow, I say like so much, don't I? I'm so Californian. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Oh, well, you know, working on it, working on cutting out those likes so I can sound more respectable, you know. But uh, oh, something I wanted to bring up, too, is like I've been watching Jay Shetty lately who's like this, uh, like he's a, he used to be a monk, you know, he's like a, what is the word? Like a wellness. He's all about wellness, self-improvement. I've been on that self-improvement tip, obviously looking at a lot. Oh, I got a burp. Hold up. Oh shit. There we go. Oh fuck. I had a watermelon cake today. That shit is fucking amazing. Black star pastry in Sydney, that watermelon cake. Ooh. Ooh. Thanks baby. Thanks baby for putting me onto that. You knew I'd like it. And guess what? You was right. But anyway, Jay Shetty, Jay Shetty's talking about, he's always talking about trust. And it's like, you got to just trust the moment you're in and that you're going to get the things you want if you continue to believe in it and work toward it. And the thing is, right, the path often doesn't look like what you thought it would. And so you don't want to walk it. Right. It's like because we think we we have this idea like this is what my life is going to look like. This is going to be the journey to where I want to go. And then suddenly you're like, oh, what the fuck? What are these branches? And what are these thorns? And like, why does it go left instead of right? And then why is there that hill there? 
And you're like, that doesn't look like the path that I thought. Like that doesn't look like it's going to take me to where I want to go. But if we just trust the path that's in front of us, we're going to get to where we want to go. We're just going to have to like go through shit that we didn't expect. And like, I really, I really believe that, you know, and whether or not it's true, I think it's useful. I think it helps you to kind of seize the most of every moment and every day. And that's another thing, like Tom Bilyeu, this dude I've been watching a lot on impact theory, he's talking about like, you know, just believe the things that are empowering to you, believe the things that are helpful. And it's like, yo, if everything is subjective anyway, and everything is determined, you know, how we see the world on our past experiences and our DNA or how we're raised, blah, 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 might as well like accept that, you know, there are few universal truths and just find the shit that's true for you and that works for you, you know, like, like, I feel like that's what people mean, like, when they're like, fuck what anyone else thinks. It's like, obviously, like, you don't want to be a dick and you don't want to be like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, you got to trust yourself and the things that make you happy. And just know that like, when people, when people love you, and they're trying to tell you things that maybe you don't want to hear, but it's because they want to see you do well. I feel like there's two things. One, it could be them thinking that something that worked for them, or that's true for them is going to work for you. And it's true for you when it's not. And they try to force it and it fucks the whole game up. Because like, it doesn't, it's not true for both of you. And them thinking that it's going to make your life better. They're pushing it so hard because they think it's out of love because they think it's going to help you. But really, they're trying to make you do something that's like not good for you. And like, I think that's one way it goes. Other times, it's like, maybe there's something about yourself that is deficient, that could be better. And maybe they're right. And you don't want to hear it. But like on some subconscious level, you know, it's true. You know, because I I think... uh, you know, whenever we kind of have bad habits and things like that, or like things we we feel are involuntary, that are perceived as negative or bad, like I think we hate it. Like we start to hate that quality in ourselves, but then it doesn't it doesn't feel good to hate yourself because sometimes you can feel like you're fixed and like you're just like a bad person. But then you gotta just oh, what the hell was I saying? God damn, I lost my train of thought. You gotta just. Oh, yeah. So then we kind of like lie to ourselves. You know what I mean? We're like, we, we, we tell ourselves that a thing is something that it isn't. So we can justify it or accept it. And at the end of the day, like we don't realize we're lying to ourselves. Like I think everybody does that, right? I think everybody keeps secrets from themselves without realizing. And I think that real like deep, deep work of self-improvement is getting, you know, underneath that. You know, and I don't necessarily know how to do that for everybody. Like for me, it's been like analysis of my behavior every day, you know, a lot of self-help, a lot of self-improvement podcasts and readings and things like that and meditation, you know, to, to try to like kind of drop into like a different brainwave state. Um, but it really is like it, it's it's deep, deep work because we have so many mechanisms that we think are to protect ourselves. But really, it's, you know, it's preserving things in ourself that are not good a lot of the times. And also, like, just in terms of trust, like, I think it's really hard for people to trust themselves. I feel like so many people, you know, myself included, I've been this way a lot in my life is, you know, you want to trust something else, you want to believe in something else, because you don't really believe in your own power and ability. And like, I think for a lot of people, you know, it's easier to trust like this invisible being in the sky than it is to trust themselves. 
and yeah, yeah, I'm talking about God, but you know, <laughs> and not to like diss God or people who believe in God, you know, like, I mean, I personally don't know exactly what I believe. And, uh, you know, cause I was raised Christian, but I'm, you know, I'm not, oh shoot, my computer's going, there we go. I was raised Christian, but like, I'm not Christian anymore. You know, just like a lot of things have happened since then. And, uh, but I still do believe in like a higher power. Like, you know, like I love science and I've read a lot about Australopithecines and Homo erectus and all those things. And I've seen the evidence, you know, obviously it's undeniable. These creatures existed, but I still just don't believe that humans like came from evolution, you know? And I think a lot of people are, are like, whoa, that's insane to me. You know, they think it's crazy, but I just, I mean, it could have happened, but I just don't. I don't know. Ugh, that's a whole nother podcast of like why I don't believe in evolution. But I just, I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in purpose. And, you know, maybe trusting yourself and your own ability puts you in line with what that higher power has set out for you. Or maybe it's just like a placebo effect where it's like you think that there's a God and you think that, you know, that God wants something for you. And so it gives, just gives you all the more confidence in your present moment to move forward with you know, clarity and purpose. And maybe it's a bit of both. I don't know. All I know is like, I think life is just better when you trust yourself, whether or not you also trust a higher power, you know? And I really do believe that we are exactly where we're supposed to be for our journey. Like, I really think that, you know, it, uh, I see these corny things on Instagram all the time, but it's true though. It's like, you don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And it's, you know, I think uh, the the goal really is like when you're when you're in your twenties, like just try to be better than yourself every day. It's so cliche, but I think you know I think a lot of cliches you know have a lot of basis in truth because when you focus on other people, it's just things that are out of your control, and like all you can control is yourself. Like when you focus on the things that you can control, I think life just becomes a lot simpler, you know. And like part of the reason I believe, actually probably the entire reason I believe that you're exactly where you're supposed to be is because of Monica, you know, because of the way we came together and just the way ugh, our backstory, maybe when I get her on a podcast, we'll like talk about it <laughs> if she wants to, but I just really have never believed in purpose and destiny more than, than she makes me believe in it. And that makes me just believe like the future is going to be so bright, you know, like, I think it's all about, you know, the, the negativity of the past, just continuing to shed it, let it pass through your mind without judgment and just moving forward with trust, with beauty, you know? Oh, like uh, when I was graduating from Cal Arts, there was this woman named Dana Gurrier and she's been in like several Tarantino movies. She's friends with like the Duplass brothers and stuff like that. And like she was hustling for a while and she talked to us just about like following your heart and just saying like, you know, there were times in my life when like my heart knew that I needed to do something, but I really didn't want to do it because my brain knew what it would cost me, but I knew I had to do it. And I think we're all like that, right? Like it's that, that heart versus mind thing. Like, you know what you should be doing. And when you, for whatever reason, resist that, you kind of create misery in yourself, whether it's like, you know, because you're afraid of it or you know you don't think it could happen or you're afraid i don't know i don't even know like there's so many reasons why people hold themselves back but i think you just need to not you know you just gotta you just gotta trust baby that's the word of the podcast trust yeah <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
How far into this am I? Oh, I'm only 23. That's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just thinking again about what I was talking about when like people try to force their truths on other people. I think that causes so much pain, huh? Don't you think? Like in life, like our parents try to do it to us. And like we might try to do it to our kids. And like, you know, is it really this person knows best or is it just they think they know best? And at the end of the day, it's like different. And, oh man, like I would never do that. Or at least like on this podcast, at least in my in my work, you know what I mean? Like in the stuff I put in the world, I would never be like, this is what you should do. This is the answer. I feel like, you know, what I'm going to do is like, I'll just say what worked for me. And like, hey, this is what I was going through. And this is how, you know, I got through it. And, you know, if you can find usefulness in that, and that's beautiful. And if you hear what I said, and you're like, no, nah, Jeremy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, that's useless, then that's great too. Because at least you know like what, what you don't want and what doesn't work and what you're not like. You know? That's why I think it's so important to take everything in. Because even if it's so different from you or and or so or you don't like it, then it's like, oh, why don't I like that? Or why is that so different from me? And I think it just sharpens, you know, your idea of what you like and what you want even more, you know? And, and so why why not move in that direction, right, baby? <laughs> but I definitely feel like people don't follow their hearts enough. I think that's like a, a big, a big, big, big thing going on in the world. And it is what it is, right? Like no judgment. But I think it's like, you know, we know inside what we should be doing. And if you feel shit and it's like you can't place it, like why do I feel so bad? It's probably because you're putting instant gratification over your passion. You know what I mean? Like instead of going home and like working on your book, maybe you're like distracting yourself with, I don't know, fucking, fucking spiders. You know, you're fucking spiders. Why, why don't you work on your book instead of fucking spiders? <laughs> why don't you work on your book instead of fucking drinking 17 beers every night? Huh? Oh my gosh. I remember I used to work at a grocery store and like, homies would come through with like they would buy like 32 packs of beer like too often you know some people drink so much oh my gosh which is fine i guess for the the liver stuff and the drunkenness like you're having a good time whatever you're killing your liver whatever that's hella calories though like how do you not get so fat <laughs> oh my gosh but you know what though like i think the second you believe in yourself and trust putting yourself in the oven then like everything just changes, you know, you, you kind of become a different person. Like you just, I think that's the thing, right? It's like every day, how do I become more myself? And uh, that kind of trust putting yourself in the oven. I think it was, I remember I was in a movement class. I forget if it was Marvin. I think it was my old teacher, Heather Ehlers, or was it Stacy Dawson Stearns? But we were in like the studio and she was reading this kind of, <sighs> I think it was like a monk. I think it was like a monk's book and was it? Yeah. I think it was like a monk thing or like a Buddhist thing. And he was like, look, I'm not concerned about how to become a guru. I'm just concerned in like putting myself in the oven. Like the bread, uh, uh, like dough isn't worried about becoming bread. Dough just goes in the oven and it becomes bread. But the thing that dough does is go in the oven and expose itself to the heat. Well, a baker puts it in there, but you know what I'm saying? 
And I guess that's in a way, in like a very monkey way, that's like what all these people are saying about, you know, you can't be so much about the results. You can't focus on like, oh, if I don't get these specific results, then it's not worth it and blah, blah, blah. Like process is important, you know, and just kind of doing the work, like the work is important. And I saw like some Elon Musk quote, like he doesn't believe in process, blah, 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 blah. Like if it's not making the world better, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like I get where he's coming from. Like process in and of itself is like, yeah, if you're not getting results, then what the fuck are you doing? But I think that you need to continue to refine your process and just like trust it. And of course, you know, be mindful about it and try to figure out how to be more efficient and be better at it every time. But if you're not working on that process, you're never going to get to the good results, you know? And so like, do it, you know, put yourself in the oven. But I think, you know, a lot of people are just afraid, you know, like, I, I mean, I touched on fear earlier. I think, you know, fear is like a big thing. Like fear has like been very rampant in my life for sure. Like I've been wanting to do like YouTube stuff and acting stuff and all this kind of creative stuff for so long, but I've done so much less than, you know, than I've wanted to do. Just because you're like, I'm afraid it won't work out. And I'm like, that's stupid though. You know, like who cares? Like just do it. Like who cares what the outcome is? You know, like what's just, and also like I saw like another, I think it was Tom Billy as well, like in an email. If you think about it, things are statistically much more likely to work out than not. Like how many times in your life have you been so afraid of something you're heading into, you know, whether it's like a social situation or like a school situation or a work situation and your mind goes crazy with like all the things that you think could happen and then you go through it because we have no choice but to keep moving forward and it ends up being way less awful than you thought it would be. And you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad, you know, or even if it is so bad, you know, you endure and you become stronger and you learn from it. And you're here right now, like you're listening to me right now. And so like, you're fine. You know what I mean? You're fine. You're always going to be fine. You know, where like, if you're able to even listen to this podcast, you're probably like in the most privileged 10% of the population of the world, 5% even, you know, that you have like a phone or like a computer and can listen to a podcast. Like there are so many people in the world that aren't going to be fine, but you're probably not one of them. And also, if you're not going to be fine, wouldn't you rather think you're going to be fine and just be doing positive stuff, being happy, and then suddenly be hit with misfortune than be worried, 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 and then hit with misfortune on top of that? That's like way more negativity, you know? Like that's one of my philosophies in life is like bad shit's going to happen regardless. So you might as well be as happy as you can between those moments, you know, as possible. Just making the most of life. Like I was, I've been reading this, uh, this acting book that one of our former teachers was like, this book, like nothing, no other acting book needs to be written. Like it's all there. <laughs> like I was, and like, you know, she's been on Broadway and stuff and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, not to like diss Broadway, but like, you know, she's, you know, she was a Juilliard and stuff. <laughs> but any, the, anyway, the quote is, um. The quote is that fear maintains his status quo. Am I loud? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. You're recording. Yeah, yeah. You miss me? Yeah. I'm just doing a podcast, Baba. Yeah. Good night. I love you. I love you. I miss you. I miss you, Dad. I miss you, too. I'll come out soon.
<laughs> Monica came in the room with a fucking cutie. Okay, uh, the quote is, uh, Fear maintains his status quo by encouraging us to deny that the problem exists. Refusing to accept our limitations may seem defiant. In fact, it is an act of slavery. Fear is brilliant. And I thought about that quote for a long time because holy fuck, is that true, right? Like I've been doing that so much lately. It's like, oh my God, I get so afraid when a problem arises because I don't trust myself to be able to figure it out, to be able to improve. And so my fear overwhelms me. And it's like, there is no problem. There is no problem. Explain it away, justify it away. And like try to see ourselves as not deficient, as not limited and really that just keeps you stuck in the same awful patterns and it's like holy shit the simple act of acknowledging you know it puts you in a in a position of power because then you're able to do something about it you know and i just oh, what a freaking beautiful quote what a beautiful quote and i you know i i i, re I re like read the book like on and off while i'm working at the call center i work at and there was a lady one time i was talking to and I was telling her about, because uh, I had this Uber ride where I was like, <clears throat> um, in the Uber ride, I spoke with a woman who's like, you know, um, went to UC Berkeley like decades ago. And now she does like, uh, she does like cancer research. And she had just come back from a, a convention. You know, I picked her up from the Oakland airport and dropped her off. I fucking forgot where. But she was like, yeah, you know, within your lifetime, cancer is no longer going to be a death sentence. Like we're going to be able to cure cancer or at least be able to give somebody a pill where they're able to like live a whole full life. And I was like, oh fuck. And she said it so confidently, like she wasn't tripping at all. You know, like, yeah, yeah, that, like, that's just a fact. And I told a woman on the phone that, and she's like, mm, I don't I don't think so. And then she was just like being such a negative Nancy on the phone, this donor I was speaking to, because I call for charities. And I was like, yeah, oh. And I, like, I'm, of course I'm using my like customer service voice. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like a, a cynic. She's like, mm, a realist. Mm, a fuck you. <laughs> but it's like, you know, she, to, to call yourself a, a realist, I realize like people just ha have a lack of faith and they like, they tell themselves they're realists. They tell themselves, oh, I understand the way the world really works. Whereas really objective truth is very, very rare. Like most things are subjective, including the way we see the world. So you thinking that you see the world as it really is, you don't realize how much of your emotions are tied into that, you know? And I'm not saying I see the world as it really is. I know I don't fucking see the world as it really is. But I'm just trying to see the world in the way that I can, that is the most useful, where I can do the most good. And I can, you know, add value to as many people as possible, you know, and, and take care of myself and my loved ones and things like that. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's important to see the world as it, I okay. I don't think it's important to see the way the world it really is. Cause I don't necessarily think there is a way it really is. You know, there are definitely things that actually happen. But there's always ways it can, but I think it can go an infinite number of ways in any moment. And uh, I just think nothing is fixed. Like, obviously, there's real fucked up shit going on. 
you know, and there are things that are that are super terrible that I have no grasp of, that I'm far too privileged to understand. I just don't think that th- those things are necessarily permanent. If you believe that they can change, care enough to put in the work to change them, and they'll change, uh, you know, and that's oversimplifying a lot of things. But that's just me elaborating on why I think objective truth is so goddamn rare. <laughs> you know, and I think people a lot of times don't even want to try to put in the work to change. But then, um, what is I? Uh, oh, yeah, I was watching Impact. The- I watch a lot of Impact Theory. I'll probably quote this shit a lot because it's like it really is very impactful. <laughs> but there was this dude named Robin Sharma on the podcast and he quoted George Bernard Shaw. And he said, the reason, oh my God. And I'm, I hate that I'm a quotes guy, but I love quotes because I feel like quotes are like the original meme. It's like a quick way to share information with people, like ideas that are useful and productive. And then it's like, oh, here, can this help you out? <laughs> um, but basically the George Bernard Shaw, uh, Bernard Shaw quote was uh, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. And I love that, right? Because it's like, what, you just want to go with the flow forever? Nobody who ever changed history did that. Nobody just kind of blended in with the matrix. And I think there's like, to an extent, you know, like there, there has to be limits to that. Like you can't just do whatever the fuck you want and be like a dickhead and disregard societal rules and all these things. But... You know, I don't think a lot of people realize to what extent we are, I guess, products of our generation and our world. And I definitely am. Like, I'm fucking making a podcast. You know what I mean? That's because I'm a fucking millennial. And <laughs> but I think it's like a useful thought to keep in mind. It's like, okay, in what ways can I be unreasonable to try to push the envelope in a way that I think is positive, that I think is progress, that I think is hopeful? You know, how can I not do, like, how can I zig when everybody else is zagging? You know, I know they talk about that shit a lot, all these self-improvement guys. Yeah, these self-improvement guys talk about that shit all the time. How can I zig when everybody else is zagging? And I think, like, I don't know. And maybe the zigging and the zagging kind of ties into like into actually being happy and into being fulfilled. But then maybe being that kind of like one that diverges isn't something that brings you joy. I don't know. I think that's another big thing, too, is like we all want happiness and balance. And sometimes it feels like, oh, other people are getting it. Why can't I have it? Or if I uh, why should I get to have it if all these people don't have it and blah, blah, blah. And like we, we kind of will think up these kind of crazy excuses for, you know, why it shouldn't happen. But another thing that Gary, <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, fucking Gary V, I used to hate that motherfucker, but now I love him. But something he was saying was like, you know, you he, he realizes that like our my success and my happiness doesn't take away from anybody else's and nobody else's happiness or success takes away from mine. Like there is enough emotional space resource in you know this world for us all to be happy you know for us all to have that balance and be fulfilled and i think that like you know in that pursuit of happiness and balance that we kind of all you know innately have in us our whole lives i think in the in your 20s is when you kind of realize how hard that is to achieve 
and you know how individual you are and that you're really on your own at figuring it all out you really need to kind of uh, i guess devise your own answers for what works for you and also where you want to go and what you think is possible and i think a lot of times like societal pressures to blend in and be accepted because i think that is very hardwired in us as well and just like these people telling you like oh don't dream too big or you can't do this or that's just the way life is i think uh gets to a lot of you know to 20 people in their 20s i think it's really like the de- the decade that separates the people who take the risks and shoot for their dreams and those who don't and just kind of blend into you know a life of mediocrity I think that's really where the the wheat is separated from the chaff, you know, when you're going through your 20s. And I think a lot of motherfuckers, for a variety of reasons, end up as chaff. And I think it's sad to see because I think, like, that doesn't need to be the case. You know what I mean? We definitely can find a way to make some more wheat, you know? Another thing I've been thinking about lately is just how, like, you know, it's kind of like a change of fucking topic, but like how alone we can feel at times, which I guess ties into like the struggles of your 20s. But it's like wild, right? Like we, we're all, there's so many of us on this planet. There's so much empathy, not enough, but there's so much. And we all have so many loved ones in our lives who care about us. But like in so many moments, we can just feel so, so, so hopelessly alone. And it's insane that we can feel that so deeply when we can upend that so quickly. Like you text a friend, you call a friend, a cousin, a mom, your mom, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm not alone. Like that was, that was crazy that I felt that way. Like, it's like wild. I remember like, I, I think it was a, I think it was this gay black dude in my Uber one time, like when I was driving Uber. And I think he was like getting ready to like dance on like the pride commercial. What the fuck am I saying? Uh, LA pride you know, and like, uh, I think I said it to him, like, we somehow just got talking about this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, isn't it crazy how alone you can feel? And like, he knew exactly what I meant. He's like, yeah, right. Like, it's, I think it's such a human thing to be able to feel so alone and isolated when that's never the case. Like you always have somebody, you know, unless you're James Charles, but (laughs) even he has that freaking super annoying guy. That's like all over Snapchat, like defending him. I don't even, I forgot his name. Anyway, yeah, it's wild, right? So many of us in our 20s were like lost and directionless and we feel like aimless and like things are pointless. You know, we can start to feel like, oh, things aren't going to work out for my life like it did for all these other people. And you know what? You're right. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, like, but I mean, like, I feel like all you need to do for that not to be the case is just like, just give a fuck. And just like care about things, you know, find something to care about and just work toward it and just value it. And like, I think a lot of people are out of touch with their values because we don't, they don't take time to think about, you know, what are the things they value? What, what is the life they want to construct for themselves? And I think when I say that too, like, what's the life you want to construct for yourself? I don't mean it in like some weird way. I just mean like, what do you want to do with the hours you have in a day? Like, what do you want to fill your life with that you think will make you feel the most fulfilled and the most happy? Like... I feel like people act like it's super corny to give a fuck and be passionate and try and believe in things, you know, but that's, you have one life, you know, like a lot of people get that zeal beaten out of them, you know, by whoever, you know, for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, if you let people beat that out of you, you know, like you just let them ruin your life because they're going to live a life that's safe or, you know, that they, they think is safe, but really, you're never really safe. Like, there's always shit that can fuck up. 
<laughs> There's some cynicism for you. No, I'm just kidding. But like those people will be quote unquote safe. They'll be cynical, thinking only certain things are possible. And they'll just live mediocre lives. And they'll be run of the mill. And they won't ever realize that like it was their mindset that was holding them back the whole time. You'll be out there making a difference, doing things that matter, even if they only matter to you. And the thing is, mattering is subjective, right? Like, that's the whole thing about a brand, right? Is convincing people that this thing has value, that this thing matters. And if you believe it, it is enough, right? Like, it really is just like, like, yeah, Coca-Cola is delicious. Uh, So you think. (laughs) No, I love Coke. But I really think that, you know, it's like I, I could be making things and people don't care. And then one person's like, you know what, maybe I kind of like that. And then like another person's like, oh, that person likes it. Maybe there's something there. And then before you know it, there's like a billion people. Maybe that's a lot. It's too many. There's like 500,000 people <laughs> that think something matters. And then it has that community and it's just great. And, you know, if you don't take any risks, you're never going to get to be a part of that. You know, you're just going to, you're going to end up doing nothing substantial and you'll just be okay. Right. But like what? Who wants to just be okay, you know? Like, I think it's so much more exciting to just take risks, trying to make an impact, doing the things that make you feel alive, right? Like trying to do that more and more every day. And I think that's just the way to do it, you know? And of course, it's not easy. Like, it's like so many of these things like sound simple, but the actual discipline and the fortitude it takes to just make yourself do it and the energy, you know, is is immense, you know, it really is. But I mean, think about like the payoff is like you're, you're living a life that's fulfilling. You're happy. You know, you're doing what you want to do. Like, isn't that worth it to like sacrifice and try then, you know, to be able to have a chance at that than to never, you know, be able and then just to, to live a life of kind of like making somebody else's dreams come true. You know, I mean, if you're anything like me, it's the only option. You know, like it's like Kanye said, he's like, for me, it was harder to not try. Like I couldn't not try. I had to just go for it and just see what would happen. There you go. I've been quoting so many like spiritual dudes. I quoted, quoted Kanye, arguably the most spiritual of all of them. He just made his church killing it at Coachella. No. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, I don't know. That, that's kind of, that's kind of all I have for, for, for today. I'm going to go ahead and end it there. How long has it been? Let me see. Fucking, where's the audacity? There you go. It's been like 47 minutes. That's a good length of time. Yeah, you know, it just... So that's kind of what I've been thinking about lately. You know what I mean? Just kind of getting adjusted to Australia, getting adjusted to being out of college in my mid-20s, taking stock of where my life is. Um, I'm going to be doing this weekly, you know, this podcast, and just talking about, you know, my personal growth, and maybe it's helpful for you. Uh, sometimes hopefully I'll have some insights and sometimes maybe I'll just like share things I'm struggling with so you can feel less alone, you know, and be like, ah, shit, we out here in our twenties. I feel that too, Jeremy. (laughs) And you know, I'll I'll mix in my humor every now and then, but also like, ah, fuck, it's so much pressure trying to be funny all the time. You know what I mean? Like I value it and I'm like, I'll always try to do funny shit like throughout my life. But sometimes I just want to talk about what I'm going through, you know? And like, I think for a long time, I, w- I was just afraid to just talk because I felt like if I wasn't entertaining or being funny, I didn't have value. 
but I like, I, I like myself too much to feel that way now, you know? <laughs> I don't mean that in like an arrogant way. I just mean like I'm okay with myself, you know? And I hope you can find that too, you know? So we're we going to be out here talking about shit we interested in, baby. Talking about shit we, we thinking about. And you know what? The more you take in, you know, listen to my podcast, get some information that I'm thinking about, and then you can synthesize that with all the other information you're taking in. And that, then you'll be super unique and have all this information, you know, so synthesize. And I, what the hell am I saying? So yeah, come out here. You know, as I synthesize, I'll help you synthesize. <laughs> that's what Tom Billy used to talks about too. He's like fucking, I think that's what makes us unique as humans. The way we synthesize information where it's like we can both read like, you know, me and you, you listening right now. You and I could read the same 10 books. We're going to come away different people. We're going to take away different insights and try different things in our day, you know, from the same exact words, the same exact ideas. And like, that's really there. There's that lifeblood right there, you know, between Jeremy and you. But anyway, hey, you know, thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. You know, I, and you know, people always talk about self-love and taking care of yourself, but like, it's for real. Like, like it's hard. Like, people talk about, like, love yourself, love yourself, and it sounds whack. It's like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think human nature is to not do that, you know, and, and to sometimes hate ourselves and find flaws with ourselves. But really just, like, be kind to yourself, you know, because <sighs> things are just so much harder if you don't, you know? Like, people make it seem like it's lame to love yourself. And I guess if you're boasting about it, it is. But just to, to do it privately on your own and do the things you dream about doing so you can feel good about yourself at the end of the day, like that's that self-love, you know, and just being patient and being in control of your mind, you know, like knowing what you're doing and uh, I'm going off on a tangent. This is a whole nother podcast. Take care of your goddamn self. <laughs> And, uh, you know, not Jeremy slash not funny, funny guy, peacing out. That's the Jack Link song because I don't have a song yet. So I'm going to leave it on Jack Link's. Peace.